Hi, this is Bill Silver with EAA, and welcome to the Talking Lead Podcast, Leducating the Uneducated since 2012. Back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast, episode 323. Rocking right along here toward the end of the year. Checking out some great shows for you, Leadheads. If you didn't get a chance, make sure you go back to the last episode, 322, where we had our cast and crew from the Texas Hog Hunt, where we took out three Vietnam vets and had a blast with those guys, figuratively and literally. Uh, took down some big old hogs, got some coyotes, and uh, killed some brisket, too. We had a great time. So make sure you go back, check out that episode, Sheepdog Impact Assistance made all that possible. Go check them out at sheepdogia.org, and make sure you donate. So this week, got some very special guests coming to you from different areas of the country we've got our good buddy bill silver with eaa joining us bill welcome in well thank you hey thanks for having us Marty. We, we appreciate this and for those who don't know what eaa means that's european american arms corporation you guys are importers of some of the finest firearms handguns long rifles from around the world we think so you think so? <laughs> well, I think I think a lot of people think so, and uh, a lot of people appreciate uh, the service that you are bringing to America by by bringing in these hard to get firearms. So, so thank you for that. I, th- I you, think I'm going to let you, know, you introduce the man that makes this possible, joining us also. So, I'll give you the honors. I will. I will do that, and, and I'm I'm happy to do that. Although I've known I've known him for uh, many many years. Uh, I've only been uh, involved in the company for, for, for several months, but this is Keith Bernkrant. He's the owner and the president of, of EAA. He has worked uh, long and hard uh, over the last 30 years trying to develop uh, the reputation that he's got, and, and that is to bring in quality quality pieces at, at fair prices. And Keith has, has agreed to join us today, getting, you know, cut out of his busy schedule, a little bit of time for us, and we got some exciting things to, to let your your audience know about. So we're happy to do that. Very cool. Keith, welcome in. Thank, thank you for... Uh allow me to join the show today and I'll try to help answer questions about the company and do whatever you're going to do more than that you're going to jump in and and ride that jack wagon train with us and the the lead force (laughs) one we're gonna we're gonna have a good time today you Uh, got it uh thank you guys again for taking the time to join us the reason this all started is bill reached out to me uh, a couple of months ago and introduced me to a shotgun that they are carrying, the Gerson Gobbler. And I've had the opportunity to take that out a few times. Haven't haven't been able to take it on a turkey hunt yet because the hunting season here has been archery. Uh, but this spring I'm looking forward to taking that out and uh, taking down some turkeys with it. Uh, but we're going to talk about the Gobbler. We're going to talk about uh, Gerson Tankfolio and uh, Wire Rock out of Germany uh, and some other things. Uh, they've got this cool, it's like a safe holster, the Abdu that we're going to talk about also. Abdo. The Abdo. Abdo, and it means conceal in Latin. 
That's Latin. Okay, very cool. So a lot of great information coming your way this episode, Leadheads. But first, got to thank those that make this show possible. Keltec, Keltec Weapons. Check them out, keltecweapons.com. Makers of some of the finest bullpup firearms there are on the planet. And uh, I'm going to be taking out a bullpup for rifle season this year. Either the RDB or RFB. I haven't decided which one yet. And uh, we're going to get some great footage of that. But you guys go make sure you check out Keltec. Let them know how much you appreciate the support of the show, their Facebook, their Instagram, and let them know you're Leadhead. So guys, it's time now for the Talking Lead jack wagon train so gunny bring that train in hey Ralph, simplified do or die hold them high at eighth and i it is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week so brace yourself baby all right guys the train has stationed and it's been a couple of episodes since we've done some jack wagon so we've got quite the buildup of jack wagons that we need to haul off this week and i'm just going to go through here mark peck leadhead mark sends in this email says headline talks about how the ar is now available in pistol format that never talks about ars actually designated as pistols it talks about pistol caliber carbines shooting handgun calibers so what he's talking about is he sent this article in and i'll put a link in our show notes that you guys can go to uh but basically this um uh, this journalist does an article and he uses one of those, what's it called, Bill? A catchphrase that gets people's attention? Um, like a, a shock headline kind of thing? Oh, okay, okay, headline, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he says the AR-15 now comes in a pistol format. And then in quotes and question mark, how? You know, like, how is this possible? Uh, but all he does is go in and he talks about uh, pistol caliber carbines. He doesn't talk about uh, what makes a... A pistol, a pistol, and a rifle, a rifle, and whatnot. So uh, very misleading, I guess, is is why he wants to throw this guy on the jack wagon train. And the author's name is Kyle Mizokami. <laughs> uh, and it's on the nationalinterest.org is where you can go and find that if you guys are interested. But I'm not going to go through and read his whole... I mean, it's actually pretty good about pistol caliber carbines, but... His his headline and his story don't match, so I kind of get where you're coming from there, Mark. So yeah, we'll throw him on the jack wagon train. So our next one comes from Kenny Ortega, Leadhead Kenny, and uh, sorry I missed you, Kenny. Kenny was up in my neck of the woods at Camden at Tactical Response, taking some training courses with James Yeager, and we tried to hook up, but the weather was uh, too bad and we weren't able to hook up. So next time, Kenny, give me a shout. We'll go out for dinner. So he sends in this one and uh, this is one of those you know social you know how you feel about things certain things but i'll read it briefly it's james younger who is seven to have texas judge decide fate amid parents gender transition battle uh so basically what it boils down to is this uh mom and dad got a divorce i think the mom has custody and their twin twin uh, boys and they're both seven and one of them based on going to some psychologist or psychiatrist has determined uh that this boy is identifying as a female whatever i don't know what criteria they use i don't know the credentials of this person uh, and that they are recommending that they do hormone therapy to this seven-year-old so 
that's basically the gist of that story. I'm not going to get into uh, the whole political aspect of it, but I think it's pretty ridiculous that they're deciding the fate of a seven-year-old. I mean, what seven-year-old is is clear-minded enough to make a decision like that on? I mean, they came to decide what toys they want to play with today, you know. So, I think that's completely uh, ridiculous that they're making that kind of life choice for a seven-year-old. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, I I heard about some Siamese twins once, Leffy, and, and uh, they actually they, they they moved to London so the other one could drive for a while. <laughs> I like that one. I mean, that's that's just loving, caring siblings right there, right? Absolutely. Looking out for one another. I like that. All right, so uh, good one, Kenny. Appreciate you sending that one in. Uh, this one comes from lead head Jason Edgar. So the coach of a New York high school football program was suspended for one game for allegedly allowing his team to run up the score. I'm not putting the coach on the train. I'm nominating the people on the committee for making a policy to not win by more than 42 points. We are teaching our kids to be soft. The ideal of not hurting someone's feelings is not working. Where are our toxic men? Little plug for the Toxic Man podcast. So yeah, we had uh, we had the guys from the Toxic Man podcast on a few episodes ago, and uh, this definitely uh, seems to be the uh, watering down of our our manhood. So you guys can go check. I'm not going to read that whole thing, but basically the gist of the story is this football coach was uh, put on blast or put on notice because uh, 61 to 13, I think, was the final score. But, uh, I mean, that's part of the game, you know? And that's, yeah. that's part of teaching um, teaching your kids, your children, that, you know, everybody can't be a winner and how to, you know, how to act, how to react in the face of defeat. Makes you a better person. Life lessons, so true. right? Not, not, not everyone gets a trophy. It's just the way it is. Everybody doesn't get a trophy. The winner does. It's the way life is. That's right. You know, that's why they have first, second, third, you know, runner-up, that kind of stuff. You, I mean, they still get recognized, but it's just like, hey, try harder next time. Definitely agree with that. We'll, uh, we'll throw that high school or that the people who made that policy on the jack wagon train. And, and Keith, feel free to chime in. Well, I'm uh... – Listening and uh, thinking about all that's changed in our lives in a short time. Yeah, I mean, I can I can think back when when I was in not even high school, but even before that, you know, when you're doing like the the pee wee football and the pee wee baseball and stuff like that. I mean, it was very competitive, and we got our asses beat and handed to us several games, you know. But that just made me that much more determined to practice harder and be better. Uh, at whatever sport it was that I was that I was playing, and I think that made me and a better I, better person for it. I mean, it gives you that "don't give up" kind of attitude. I swam competitively, and you know, we were uh, we were ranked how we how we did in the, locally as well as in the state. There was never anybody uh, was never everybody should be treated the same. Exactly, because everybody's yeah. different. You know? Yep, everybody reacts to different stimuli. And I. I spent a lot of time in Russia working, and I can tell you that that system of treating everybody the same didn't work and yeah. doesn't work. It absolutely doesn't. So do you guys have any jack wagons? You got anybody you want to call out for uh, 
for being an idiot or just doing something stupid or something that's just getting under your skin? Well, I could give you a jack wagon. I had a woman parked in front of the building <laughs> the other day. <laughs> okay. And in front it. of the building, it says, do not park. Employees only. Violators will be towed away. And she explains to me that she's just waiting for the building next door to open. And I said, well, we don't like anybody to park here because, you know, there's firearms in the building and all that. Yeah. And she's with her daughter. And I said, look, I asked you nicely to to move. So she just pulls up to the next building, which is ours, too. Same <laughs> signs, same everything. And I walked back over to her and I said, you know, ma'am, I asked you nicely to move along. You know, we don't want you parking here. And uh, she says, you know what? I'm going to report you to Yelp. Yelp. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell Yelp is. <laughs> did, did you go, ooh, I'm cringing. <laughs> I have no idea what Yelp is. Let's let's do this. Let's just look you guys up on Yelp. And uh, I think it's like a, you know, rate business kind of thing. I think it's more for restaurants and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Than, uh, yeah. than anything else. Uh, let's just let's just do a search and see if she did. <laughs> Good fortune to Yelp. That's funny. Um, did she know the name of your company? No, but outside of the building, because of twenty four hour shoppers, we leave signs when it used to be an automotive supply house. <laughs> so I'm doing a search for European American uh, Arms Corps. And Geno's East Nashville comes up. Black Rabbit comes up. Uh, nothing. A bunch of restaurants come up. So I, don't yeah. th- I don't think you got to worry I, about your status on Yelp there, Keith. Nope, I don't. <laughs> and I wasn't worried even if I was because it's our property and I asked her not to park here. No, absolutely. I get it. I just, it's just funny that she's <laughs> threatened to, to give you a bad rating on Yelp. Yep. <laughs> if she went, if she went by the building, there's no way she could tell <laughs> what's going on in there because it says Moog synthesizers for sale here. I mean, no one's even played them a Moog in, in 20 years. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so she's she's probably reporting that she couldn't get the Moog she wanted, right? <laughs> right. She she reported a dead company. All right. So unless Bill's got one, we're gonna get Gunny get that train out of here. No, we're good. We're okay. good. All right. I'm going to get that train out of here, and let's make room for Lead Force One <laughs> as the ghost of Charlton Heston brings it in for a minute. The Air Force One is with you 12 miles on the ILS X-ray, 1-6 rate final. Air Force One, contact Reno Tower, 118.7. Have a good day. Air Force One. So, uh, Lead Force One's taxiing in, rolling out the red carpet for our heroes. So let's start off with um, Jonathan Gallup here. So he sends in and says, Lefty, I know, I know it's been a spell. I just wanted you to know I still listen every week, still evangelizing for the cause. The Letty is a great icebreaker. So uh, Keith and, and Bill, what the Letty is, uh, is we have our own tumblers, our own mugs for the Leadhead Brigade. And they're called the Letties. We call them the Letties. They keep your drinks minutes colder than a Yeti is the talking Letty, the evil black assault mug. 
get one today. Don't be a snowflake. So that's okay. what our, that's what our lady is. <laughs> so anyway, it says check it out. The wife defended her husband while she was eight months pregnant with an AR-15. There were multiple attackers and everything. Uh, and somehow, I'm sure it won't make national news, but that's our battle ahead. And I've got a couple of you uh, leadheads that sent this one in. There's several of you sent this one in uh, for a nomination, uh, this lady that saved her husband from these attackers. Uh, Austin Whalen also sent this one in. Uh, Austin says, howdy, howdy, lefty. This lady should get a ride on Lead Force One. She saved her family using AR-15. She may be a little too pregnant to fly right now, but she still deserves a ride. And I absolutely agree. So have you guys heard this story? Yeah, I read it in the uh, news the other day. Yeah, so I think it's getting a little more coverage than what we uh, we were thinking as Second Amendment supporters, which is good. I'm glad to hear that. The story is, for you ladies who haven't heard it, pregnant Florida woman uses AR-15 to fatally shoot armed intruder. Two armed men broke into the house and pistol-whipped her husband. And I saw pictures of him. They did him over pretty good. He got beat up pretty good. It says, before wife pulled out their legally possessed weapon and opened fire. Uh, so these two home invaders break in, and I guess they're shouting demands. They get the husband, overtake him. They're beating him with the pistol, and the the wife grabs the AR-15 and starts blasting the intruders, and she hits one of them, I think a couple of times, and he, they both fled, got out, but the one that she... Uh, shot, uh, I think they found him dead uh, just a little bit uh, outside their house in a ditch. And then the other guy got away. They haven't found him yet as of as I'm reading this story. Um, but there you go. I mean, home defense, the argument of nobody needs an AR-15. Uh, I mean, without that, who knows what would have happened to, to the guy and then eventually to the wife and their unborn child. And they had... I think they had two little kids in the house as well. So bravo for her. And I don't know if it gives her name or not. But she is definitely, she's getting first class. I mean, all the seats are first class on Lead Force One. But she gets she gets to ride up front. So that's a good nomination, guys. Thanks for sending that one in. Uh, Jason Edgar, uh, he's countering his jack wagon with a uh, hero here. And this is, this says, uh, breaking news. Video of Coach Keenan Lowe disarming Park Rose High School gunman Angel Garandos Diaz. And I think we did this one. I think this is the one I was thinking of that we did before. Uh, but basically, this high, high school coach confronted this would-be mass murderer uh, at the Park Rose High School, disarmed him and turned him over to uh, authorities. So, yes, I believe we have put him on the, the train or on the uh, plane before, but uh, definitely merits a uh, another ride, wouldn't you, wouldn't you guys say? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's see. I've got one. I've got a hero. I've actually got two heroes for us, guys, and you've probably heard of these, uh, this, this man and this woman. They are big 2A proponents. They're always at the NRA and SHOT Show. And this, uh, this comes to us from Fox News. Former Tulsa officer fires back at Joy Behar for suggesting politicians keep guns 
gun confiscation a secret. So, of course, Joy Behar has made our jack wagon train several times. There's uh, no secret that she is an anti-gun, and uh, she makes it known on that View TV show. You guys ever heard of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about, this Joy Behar uh, chick. Actually, I don't watch that show. I've never watched it, but, I, you know, you can't help but see this chick in the news all the time uh, bashing um, – the Second Amendment and our, our constitutional rights. So Diane Muller, who is uh, he's been on the show before. We've had Diane on, and Chris Chang. Chris Chang's been on several times. Chris Chang was former Top Shot winner, uh, gone on to win some other um, shooting competitions. Former, and she's a former uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma police officer. Diana is. So she's on uh, Fox, and they're 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 interviewing them about, and this is something that I hadn't heard about. And maybe you guys have heard about it. Second Amendment sanctuary counties. Have you heard of those? Yes, I've okay. read a couple articles on it. Okay, so this is the first time I've heard about this, and uh, the Fox had them on. They were talking about this this new county in Arizona that just declared themselves a Second Amendment sanctuary state. Uh, and then they also asked him about the, the Joy Behar um, comment, too. Uh, but what caught my eye was the Second Amendment uh, sanctuary counties. And there are some, some like 127 counties that have declared themselves Second Amendment sanctuaries. And basically what that does, it refers to resolutions adopted by some jurisdictions in the United States to not expend resources to enforce certain gun control measures perceived as violations of the Second Amendment. The resolutions oppose emergency protection orders, enforcement of gun background checks, and red flag laws that permit police or family members to petition a state court to order the temporary removal of firearms from a person. Examples of the resolutions include the Second Amendment Preservation Ordinance in Oregon, the Second Amendment Protection Act in Kansas, the sanctuary nomenclature is an allusion to the sanctuary cities, which sanctuary cities, as we most of us know, that's where where they um, they welcome immigrants, the illegal immigrants, and they they ignore federal laws uh, to assist federal enforcements in the immigration laws against the illegal aliens, the illegal immigrants. So you had one city rescind. It's sanctuary status this week. Uh, sanctuary city or the Second Amendment sanctuary? This was a sanctuary city for the immigrants. Oh, okay. They rescinded it. Um, nice. They rescinded it. They rescinded it after uh, a violence problem. <laughs> okay, so they're getting a dose of their own medicine. They're starting to realize, yes, why this and is so a bad they idea. They rescinded that status. I'm looking for the what city it was. Okay. And and while you're looking for that, uh, some of the sanctuary Second Amendment uh, counties, Kansas appears to be the whole state, most of Colorado, most of New Mexico, all of Wyoming, uh, most of Illinois, all of Idaho look to be, most of Washington, uh, some of Oregon, Nevada is about a third all of Alaska, Tennessee has a few, 
um, which I'm surprised, and probably because this is new. I mean, I hadn't really heard about this either. But, I mean, pretty much Tennessee, the whole state's a sanctuary, Second Amendment state, except Nashville. Uh, <laughs> North Carolina, Maryland, New York actually has one county in New York. Uh, nothing in California, no surprise there. But um, there are some counties in California. Don't you know? Don't mistake the whole the whole state as being anti-gun because they're not. So I'm throwing. Um, I'm throwing. We're not throwing them on the the Lead Force One. Uh, we've got seats for uh, Diana Muller and Chris Chang uh, for going nationally and supporting our Second Amendment rights. Those guys, those guys are are awesome. We'll definitely be getting them on the show soon. Hopefully, we'll get them to talk about their uh, their recent visit there on Fox News. So, what about you guys? You got any heroes? Anybody that uh, you'd like to point out is doing something magnanimous in our community lately? And it could be a product. It could be. It doesn't have to be a person. It could be a company. It could be a product. Um, something that's making a difference. No, yeah. So, um, in the response to that, we created a product not too long ago called Abdo. Okay. Abdo. And I got the idea because I had gotten a new cell phone. And as we all know, the uh, size of cell phones continually gets bigger. And I came up with an idea with a lot of these smaller uh, concealable firearms is to hold it in a box that looked like a cell phone. So we created the first box that we created. It looks like a cell phone, and we molded it out of uh, glass-filled nylon. And you can carry it on you, and it looks like a cell phone. Oh, that's cool. So it's like a and it's it, like a little safe on your hip? Is that what it is? Yes, yeah, safe so on your safe. hip. Right. And then we took that idea and took it a step farther, and we added smart technology. So when you take it off of you, it locks itself immediately. You have 10 seconds to enter a code. If you don't, it audible alarms. It sends a text message to your cell phone with a link to Google Maps, and it starts tracking itself. So if someone stole it or took it out of a woman's purse or whatever, yeah, it would lock itself immediately, and it would go into a tracking mode. That's and you cool. Can have, you can have it drop breadcrumbs so you can see where it's going as it's moving. So you could track it and then and catch the perpetrators. Yep. yep. When you get home at night, you've carried your firearm. You have full access because when it's on you, it's not locked. You plug it in just like you'd charge your cell phone, and you can put motion sensing on it, and you could go to dinner, and you can do all this either by app or at the actual unit. And um, you leave, go to dinner or whatever, and if a child came along, touched it, moved it, or played with it, it audible alarm. It's locked because it's not on you, mm -hmm. and then it would move itself into a tracking mode immediately. And it sends you a text message saying it's been moved. That is cool. So, so you guys designed this. Um, yep. Okay. How long has this been out? Because I've not heard of this. We started with the basic Abdo about three years ago. We went to the smart after about a year and a half, two years. Um, and that's the portable unit that you can carry on you. Mm -hmm. We then applied for patents for uh, storage for medication. Smart. And we have an insert that goes into it for the larger size one, not the smallest one, that it can uh, open on a certain time, 
you can take the medication out that you require. It has multiple compartments. Uh-huh. If you try to access the wrong compartment, it'll paddle tail on you. <laughs> and you can have up to three different people that it can tell. Uh-huh. If a person was on medication and forgot to take the medication, it can send a message uh, to whoever it's designated, up to three people again, saying that uh, Grandma missed her three o'clock meds, for example, or something like that. Sure. Um, if a person was being weaned off of medication, it can open at a prescribed time. If they try to go into get more medication than they're supposed to, it can it will tattletale, mm-hmm. um, and it can increase the length of time each time. And you can program all that, all those events. It's all all programmed. Thus, the smart abdo. Yeah. And then we took it a step further. Um, we have for your car what we call uh, car abdo or robo abdo, we call it. Robo. <laughs> and it lifts the gun up and present, puts it in your hand. The door rolls down into the case, and that's actually its SEMA on display now. And that's full production for the not smart version. And then smart version is right behind it. But that's uh, on display at SEMA right now. And they actually can start taking orders because we're full tooling on that now. Okay, very cool. So uh, if I've got the, the abdo on my side and I want to access it, how am I, how am I accessing my firearm? How does it release? To give me access to my the phone. abdo, the door um, pops open. It kind of opens like a laptop, like the slide button on an app laptop to open, and then the door falls open. The gun rests on a barrel pin, and it's right, it's right there in your hand. How does it know that I've got it on? Before you put it on, you enter your personal code that only resides at the abdo, okay, and then clip it on a belt or on the side of the purse. It's very simple technology. It's just contact. You break the contact when you slide it on your belt or on the edge of a purse or wherever. Okay. And once you remove it from that, it immediately the two uh, metal pieces contact and it locks itself immediately. Gotcha. So I'll tell you the one thing I was really impressed with with it with that abdo, whether it was. Uh, uh, he called the robo or, or the presenter or, or whatever is the portability because it, it comes with a base that you can actually locate wherever you want it. You could have that base next to your bed. You could have it in the car. You could have a third base on your boat or your RV or your camper. And all you do is you take the gun and you pop it into the base. You get the same type of action, same type of security and same access to your weapon yeah. wherever you yeah. want. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's quite a, quite a unique tool. And it, it's, you know, Safely storing weapons has been an issue for a long time. There's, there's nothing new about people wanting to do it and do it right. This does it about as well as anything I've ever seen. Absolutely yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, and as the leadhead knows, the leadheads know, uh, when I hear something like this, I mean, my brain is like churning right now with all kinds of other applications that you could use, you know, for this. Um, traveling, you know, on airlines, do you have one that's F- FAA approved or uh, yep, it TSA? Uh, it has in it um, uh, an airplane mode, so you can put your valuables in, in it while you're flying, um, lock it, and if someone tried to open it while you were sleeping, it would uh, audible alarm. Um, well, what I'm, what I'm talking about is uh, 
is traveling with a firearm. You know that they, you know, you, you got to have a certain case and you know this, that, yep. and blah, blah, blah. Do you have one that's or maybe we have not submitted. We have not submitted to FAA, but we have the ability to be in luggage, um, inside the luggage for other items. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that mounts in the car or mounts in your house or wherever, and you go to the smart version of that, that utilizes your cell phone. So when you walk up with your cell phone, it unlocks. When you walk away, it locks itself. Okay. So at night, you can have it mounted in its uh, holder by the bed. While you're sleeping and your wife's sleeping, it can have up to five devices that communicate to it. When you leave for work, it would still remain unlocked. It's when the last person in the area leaves with their cell phone that it locks itself. And after a period of time, it goes into an arm state. And if someone touched it, harassed it, moved it, audible alarm, text message, Google Maps tracking uh -huh. the device. Now, is there a remote release for that? Let's say you're at work and it's locked, but for whatever reason, you need to unlock it. Can you remote unlock that? Sure. There's an app on your cell phone. You just go in and you can unlock it. You can arm it if you forgot to arm it. It depends awesome. on you know what, how you set it up. That's great. Uh, and and I love innovation, and you guys definitely that, that is an innovative product right there. Uh, absolutely love it. Well deserving uh, of a seat on Lead Force One for that. So, and where can they go? Where can our listeners go and check this out? www.theabdo.com. Okay, theabdo.com, and then you got a link on your uh, EAA website as well. We keep we keep two separate because uh, a lot of the internet when it's uh, has firearms in it yeah. is not allowed to uh, advertise. So the abdo sits on its own because it has more uses than just firearms. Okay, and what uh, what size firearms are we talking here for this? Were the smallest one your little three eighties like your Kelfex, your uh, Ruger, LCP, so forth. Yeah. Then we have a mid-sized one, like a Glock 43, and then the one that's in the house or mounts in the car, the house, the boat, whatever, that will take it up to a full-size firearm as long as it doesn't have a very long beaver tail because you have a, a length restriction on that. Yeah. Like a 1911 with a standard beaver tail is okay. A 1911 with a, let's call it more of a target beaver tail, would be too long. What's the material that, the, that these are made out of? The body is uh, a glass-filled nylon. The one for the car or the house is glass with minerals, so it's quite strong. It'd be like a Pelican gun case that's similar to that material. Okay. And then the door on the one that uh, mounts the car or the house or whatever, that door is uh, linked like a watch link, and it's made out of steel, and the door rolls down into the device. Very cool. Now, is we, were, we were at a, a trade show a while ago, and Keith was blowing people away because he, he had this, this abdo set up. And he said, okay, let's, for the sake of argument, let's, let's say this is in my car. I pull into a parking space at a convenience store. No need to fiddle with it and get my gun out and protect it and all that. He said, I simply exit the car. He walks 10 feet away. Click. It locks itself. He says, I go in there. I grab a soda. I come back out. I get within 10 feet. Boom. And his gun is accessible to him again. I mean, he was just blowing people away. Yeah. Uh, he calls it smart, and it almost is. It's, it's scary smart, the things this thing can do. <laughs> we, can set that, we can set that distance 
from two feet to a hundred feet. That's all programmable. It's all software. It's all software in the device. You set that distance when you're uh, using the device. It's all part of the setup. Okay. And one of the main reasons why I was asking what material it's made out of is are uh, there plans maybe to do rifle cases? We've been asked by LE because we uh, right. presented it law enforcement for a long gun case. We'll utilize the same idea again where the door rolls into the device. Mm -hmm. The problem with all the, let's call them uh, safes that you carry in your car today is you, the door, it has to have a door that opens. And or the, the the weapon swings out. In the case of the abdo, the door rolls into the device, and we'll do the same thing for a long gun. We'll roll the door into the device and then lift the uh, the weapon. Out. Okay, cool. Yeah, we I definitely see applications in the the LE military yeah. uh, we, areas. We even built a holster um, and have presented it at LE shows. We didn't take it to production because we've been working on the car one, which is what everybody really uh, wants us to finish. Mm -hmm. um, but we created an LE holster that's level three. We can engage the body camera. We can tell the body camera to engage. We're one of the only holsters that I know of that we query if the body camera is smart enough, we can query the body camera. So we can, in an, in an event like a... Uh, a football game or uh, a concert or whatever, today law enforcement, if they have a body camera on them and they need to access their firearm, they don't truly know whether the body camera engaged. Mm -hmm. We continually query the body camera if it's smart enough um, and make sure that the body camera has acknowledged that it engaged. Oh, wow. When you leave the... Uh, Holster, an officer gets home at night today, an officer locks up his firearm, uh, hanging on a nail up high. They have children in the house, but it's truly not uh, attended. Sure. In the case of the holster that we created, they can lock the firearm into their holster and put motion sensing on. So the holster becomes a safe. Nice. When they need to go on duty again, they enter their personal access code, the holster unlocks, and the only way to lock the holster down is there's a sequence of movements. So if they were in a, uh, a fight or something and the holster wouldn't lock itself because there's a sequence of events that must be performed in a certain sequence mm -hmm. and the holster uh, wouldn't lock itself. But gotcha. Now, is this available the, now for Ellie? Or everything is done. Okay. Everything is done. No, everything is done. We have the designs, everything, but the Everybody said that they wanted the car abdo brought the production first, so we've done that. Nice. Yeah, this is very cool. So, Leadheads, check them out. Uh, Theabdo.com? Uh, EACorp.com. Yeah. yeah, there's a link there, too. Very cool. So, yeah, well-deserving. Um, Keith, you get a seat on Lead Force One for that innovation, man. Uh, Thank you. I'm digging it. I and like I said, my head's spinning right now. I've got all kinds of other applications that I'm thinking of for this thing. But uh, very cool. So, so you got a one-way ticket. You got to come up with something else, Keith. Otherwise, you don't get the round trip. They just take you somewhere. <laughs> he just he just flying around the flagpole right now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got we got a, quite a few new products that are uh, pretty innovative. 
Well, are, are, do we get to talk about those today, or are they hush-hush? Sure. No, we can talk about them. Okay, good deal. Let's get this Lead Force One out of here, and let's talk about EAA and uh, these innovative products. Let's get to those. So tell us about EAA, the history of EAA, Keith. How did EAA come about? So EAA started a little over 30 years ago. Um, there were four of us that started it, and we started importing Tempolio, Wyrock, and we started from there. And then we grew. We were importing guns out of Spain until Spain stopped producing. We imported guns out of Italy all the time. Then I did quite a lot of work in Russia. I brought in Baikal. I brought in Ishmash, the AKs. I did that for 15 years. Sanctions came along and stopped that. Uh, we did ammunition out of Russia, mm -hmm. and we kind of backed away from that during the uh, threats of sanctions. Yeah. And now we're working on product out of Turkey, and we've had quite a good success in a, in a very short time. Are you are you getting any kind of uh, you know, with all the the things going on with Turkey right now these days? Uh, what's your what's your feel about that? We have to remember that one of the biggest bases for the United States is in is in Turkey. Uh, I don't think we're walking away from that base. Yeah. So you think we're gonna we're gonna mend our relations with Turkey and. Hopefully they're not going to put any sanctions against any of the importation that's going on. I think that Turkey's very helpful to the country. They just don't uh, publicize it. I just want to get a quick, we don't talk politics normally on the show, but with all that, anyway, that's kind of a, uh, a current topic. So Gerson is one of the Turkish companies. Uh, that's the gobbler that I've got that you guys sent. What What else are you importing from Turkey? Well, the gobbler is, is quite innovative in itself. If you look at the Gobbler shotgun, it ships with optics. I don't think anybody else does that. And we, before we accepted the optics, they had to run through an endurance test. And I found that a lot of the optics manufacturers were making the optics to be repaired. And I explained to them that I would rather see an optics that lasted than an optics that was repairable. And we worked on that optics, and uh, it's pretty robust at this point. We didn't uh, do the design work. We just tested it yeah. because they were testing their their optics with air gun testers, and oh. they weren't testing the fire. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a little different testing going on there. Yes. Um, air gun is very intense on the recoil because it's a very sharp recoil. A, a spring-loaded air gun is quite intense, but um, it's, not, it's not the same as a firearm or a shotgun. So what I like about it is that for a shotgun, it, it's got a wider um, field of view than some of the other red dots that are out there. And that for a shotgun, you know, I kind of like that. I like that better than, you know, some of the smaller, narrower red dots that are on the market. I've got a couple, and I put them on here and tried them with those. And uh, for the shotgun, I mean, this wider, wider field of view, I really appreciate that. So I, I like that design aspect of it as well. So you did did good on that. And then, you know, my favorite part of that optic is is when when you bring it up, uh, you don't have to get rubber necked, long neck trying to search for the dot. You know, because we've actually cut the cut the receiver. So instead of uh, mounting the optic to a Picatinny rail that sits on top, the receiver's been notched out and it's actually mounted at a height where when you bring it up, it's right where you need it to be. You know, right. it, it really right. it really speeds up your search time looking for the dot and and, and lets you acquire that target much quicker than you, than you ever could. 
it works incredibly well. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, is good that point. you guys have the uh, the red the Picatinny rail built in, uh, like you said right there, and that gets you a little lower uh, mounting option, so you're not so high up on it, and it goes perfect with your fiber optic uh, front sight and uh, brass bead dot that you got there too. You can easily uh, pick those up uh, through this if your you know red dot is off or you just don't want to use it. You know. Uh, so yeah, definitely. I like that. Talk about some of the other features of this. Um, gun. so if you turn your gun over, your loading port is not a standard loading port. It's enhanced to allow you, if you ran out to load much faster and no one does that on a standard production gun. So we enhance the loading port. Your controls are all larger than normal on the gun um what else did we do that's three and a half inch three inch and two and three quarters mm -hmm. the testing required that in one mag tube it could accept three and a half inch three inch and two and three quarters in function that's a pretty hard test because you're asking the firearm to uh let's say take a two and three quarters round and the bolt moved back far enough to pick up a three and a half inch round. Right. Most companies don't do that type of test. And when we did the testing, we mixed and matched and different, you know, mag tubes, different loads and so forth with the uh, three and a half inch, two and three quarter or three and one mag tube. It's a pretty hard test. Um, the gun ships with five choke tubes. If you notice the gun that you have has a pistol grip, yes. you can get it with a standard stock. But the reason for the pistol grip is you have two points of contact with three and a half inch. You have the ability to uh, harness some of the energy or take away some of the energy with your hand and your, your arm, as well as your shoulder. With a traditional stock, you only have one point of contact, meaning your shoulder. Right. Yeah, I prefer the pistol grip myself, personally. The gun swings, points. I mean, you can be on, you can be on target very fast with that gun. And that logic comes from three-gun competition. And there's a version of the MC312 that comes out in January designed for three-gun. It's only three-inch or two-and-three-quarter, but it swings nice. It has uh, the quad loading. It has a much larger uh, loading port. Oh, nice. And your uh, gobbler, your MC312 gobbler, your mag tube threads are 870 threads, mm -hmm. the, uh, and it comes with an adapter in the box. The gun assembles a little bit different. There's a video online for even how to assemble it. Oh, it does different than the gobbler for the three-gun? No, they're both assembled the same, but the oh, gobbler yeah. assembles different than a traditional uh, semi-automatic shotgun. But it's easy. <laughs> it's very you easy to do. You on, on the on the barrel, then slide the whole entire assembly on. Yeah. It's really quick and easy. I did it. Um, as soon as I got mine in at the gun store, I was winning. I assembled it right there, and it took like five seconds. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really quick. So, and then, you know, breaking it down, same thing uh, for portability. Uh, talk about the, uh, the, the Cerakote and the camo that you've done on these. We have today a uh, waterfowl pattern, I guess, which one. The barrel is a, a brown color. The receiver is a brown color. 
and uh, we have a camo pattern that, I mean, the turkey doesn't distinguish the type of leaves. He right. distinguishes uh, a change in color. And so that gun is fine for a waterfowl or turkey. We're actually going to have another pattern that we're going to bring out for those who want something a little more traditional. To me, that pattern is good for waterfowl, is good for turkey. It's good for anything. Yeah. Uh, this, the, the colors that you have, I mean, they're very earthy, you know, natural tone stuff that would fit in <coughs> with, with any kind of hunting that you're doing. Um, but, you know, like anything, everybody wants to put their own little personal thing to it. You can always Cerakote it yourself or hydro dip it or, you know, whatever you want. But uh, this comes standard this way, you know, so to get to take it, to get it Cerakoted or, you know, get it hydro dip, you're going to pay an extra, you know, 500 bucks for a job like this that they've got on this shotgun. And, but it's included. Um, the red dots included. The built-in railing is there. Your options between the pistol grip or the standard traditional uh, stock. Um, the butt pad, you got a really nice butt pad on this butt stock as well. So all that for a price tag of what? Less, less than 600 bucks. You know, years, years ago I was, I was involved in media. I used to do some, some television commercials, right? And I'm just listening to you go over the features and, and, and we had a formula where we would say, you know, how much would you pay for something that has this? Don't answer because you also get this. Well, you know, you also get the five show tubes. Now, how much would you pay? Don't answer because you also get the sight. Now, how much would you pay? Don't answer because you also get camo. You also get pistol. And you get all those features. Fiber optics. Yeah. Fiber, the incredible low price of less than $600 MSRP. So 30 easy payments, $600. Realistically, this gun probably sells for $540, $545. Somewhere in there, I mean, it's that's it's, it's no, it's absolutely. I mean, for all the features and everything that you're getting on this this shotgun, that's that's a ridiculous, you know, ridiculously low price. And and I've talked to some people about it that's that's had more experience with this shotgun than I have, uh, you know. And they compare it to the Benelli. You know, they're like, <laughs> they're like I like it, I like it better than the Benelli. And what's a Benelli going to cost you? What like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred bucks, something like that? Yeah, it's right, right around right around fourteen and change, I believe, for its nearest competitor to this gun. Yeah. And it's it's such a value. That's that's why this gun is is really taking off. You know, dealers who are bringing them in are are, are going through them very quickly yeah. and coming back for more. You know, even you know, I know it's not turkey season in a lot of places, but. It, that really begs another question. I always wonder, you know, how was turkey the the the, uh, the meal of choice for Thanksgiving when it's not in season? How does how did that happen? <laughs> how does that work? You know. Yeah, but but anyway, you know, we could we could stand the fall turkey season for sure, and an awful lot of these are going to be purchased as holiday gifts. We know that, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and and as soon as they come in, Keith, we're we're turning them at the gate, and, and, and dealers can't wait to get their hands on some more of them because they're all doing really well with them, and, and the gun is, it's 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 a piece you can buy with confidence, and people are looking for that. Well, we we did our homework on the gun, and with all the features, I mean, there's nothing that com- competes. But yeah, great job with this uh, with this gun, Gerson. I'm really enjoying it, and it doesn't have to be you know turkey. There's all kinds of other. I think quail season's open right now, and uh, rabbit season's open, and you know you can always go shoot clays. <laughs> That's there's nothing more <laughs> fun than shooting clays, you know. Yeah, and by uh, January, you'll have a gun that's. It will go against two thousand dollar custom shotguns 
Yeah. And it's the same price as this gobbler. And it's just called the MC312 Sport. The gobbler's uh, camo more for hunting. And the sport will be a three gun gun out of the box at a level that's, that no one will compete. Nice. Looking forward to that one. And that's somewhere around the first of the year we can look for that one. Yeah. But the gobbler is available today. And it, it's the start of the work that we did on this. Uh, MC312. We started with gotcha. traditional hunting gun. Then we built the gobbler for uh, unique hunting turkey and so forth. Then we built the uh, sporting version, the three gun version. And later on next year, I will bring a law enforcement version that no one will touch. Very cool. And is it going to be uh, the lengthwise? What kind of length are we looking at there? We'll go uh, 18 and a half inch barrel, but we are working on a back end that will accept AR accessories. Oh, sweet. So the gun out of the box would allow law enforcement to make the changes that they want and customize the gun, and they're not spending big department money. I mean, again, you're in the same price range, retail for under $600. Nice. And that's optics, every feature that they could want. MagTube thread is a 870 thread pattern. And the back end will accept uh, AR accessories. And that's a 2020 mid-year or so, maybe first quarter. depends on how well along we go. So around NRA? NRA. <laughs> around NRA, we'll have that. Because, you know, NRA's in Nashville this year, my my backyard, Nashville, Tennessee. Are y'all going to attend yeah. uh, NRA? Oh, sure. We got a big uh, group yeah. at NRA. Okay, very good. Good. Look forward to seeing you guys there. So uh, Bill kind of alluded um, – to his background, I want to I want to talk about your backgrounds now. So we'll get to Bill next, but I want to talk about uh, talk about your background first, Keith. So how did you get involved with uh, with firearms in the firearms industry? Well, I graduated college um, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Went out to California and built airplanes. Oh, nice! And my family is third generation in the firearms business. So I uh, moved back to Florida with my wife. We started uh, raising children. Uh, I cut my fingers off, and my <laughs> wife said, "You probably ought to find a new career." Because I was in. Uh, you cut your fingers off. <laughs> yeah. What happened? I was in the woodworking business. Oh, oh my gosh! Let me see your hand. And I got. To, Let me see your hand. I got to put them. You can't tell, except for it's shorter than the fingers are shorter than. Uh, I got, they put them back on. I was very lucky. And, uh, the family business had been in the gun business and I started working with the family and then I went off on my own. So you're kind of born into the the firearms industry, three generations. Yep. And what, uh, what was the family business? Can you say what that was? My family owned, um, FIE, XCAM, Southern Gun was... Uh, part of the family. Gotcha. Very cool. So it's it's in your blood then. Yep. When you're not yep. cutting your fingers off. <laughs> but I'm not cutting my fingers off. So you said you built you built airplanes. I've got a an aviation background. I got my degree in aerospace. Um, what what planes were you working on? I graduated college and went to work for McDonnell Douglas. Oh, sweet. I worked on the nine. I worked on the what they call the MD-11, the transport. I forgot the name of the transport that they were. Uh, the actual wooden mock-up was still 
being developed while I was there. Then I went on to uh, the B1, and then I worked on some other projects after that. Nice. So you worked on some iconic planes there. Yes. Very cool. Bill. Yes, sir. You have a, you have a very interesting background as well. But well, I was an uh, English and communications major and, and, uh, in, in college. And, and when I graduated, I, I went into broadcasting because uh, it's what I, I honestly, I think from the time I was 10 years old, the job I really wanted was, uh, was to be a sportscaster. But there's only four four jobs in every city. That's all. You know, you get your baseball, football, basketball, and hockey, and and that's it. That's so you you know you you're really vying for one of four jobs. So I, I wound up uh, going the music route, and I and I had a music show in in, in New Hampshire. From there, in, in in those days, you had to perfect your talent. And uh, or at least if there is such a thing as perfection, you know, you, you would try to, to perfect it as, as best you could. Right. And uh, I went from from New Hampshire down to Providence for about six years, then back to Boston for the better part of 15. And yeah. uh, and I worked in Boston at uh, WHDH and WROR and, 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 and well, you Magic. You do have a radio So voice. on and so forth. There's... Then deregulation came along and it, and it killed it. I mean, you know, we were making uh, we were making, you know, really good money in, in, in the major markets. But once deregulation came along, uh, it ruined it. And uh, so I had to exit because I had three kids. You know, you don't put them through college, uh, you know, on air. You need to, you need to make some money. And uh, the good part about broadcast is it does it teaches you how to sell. Because whether you're selling a new song by an artist or you're selling a, uh, a car or, or a bank or, you know, one of your clients reading advertising, you, you know, you learn how to sell. And, and, and you get to be pretty, pretty proficient at it if you do it enough. So I've always had an interest in, in the firearms, and uh, and I applied for a job at a at a uh, at a distributor, and I got hired. And that was the beginning of a, a relationship with this industry that I, that I've really grown to to love, and I've been doing it many many years now. But I've seen all sides of it. You know, I, I've I've done it at the uh, I helped at a counter once or twice at a dealer level, but I, I worked distribution for the better part of ten years. I was uh, VP of sales at Six Hour and. Uh, and most recently, I came on board with Keith. So you know, it's a, it's been a, it's been a, a crazy ride, but we've had some some really good success stories. And and I, I think the, the the whole thing is if you're dealing quality like like Keith does, and, and he's a fairly innovative guy, I I can pretty much count on some innovative and and, and unique things coming down the pike uh, that are going to be easier to sell and they're going to be exciting to sell. And I and I know that the, this company is destined for bigger and better things than where we are now. And it's not bad now, <laughs> so we're we're excited about it. And, and you're missing hey. you're missing a big part of your background story there. I mean, come on, spill it. What's <laughs> spill the beans? What, what, come on, talk about it. <laughs> what, what's the big part? Don't make me pull the teeth. Well, you alluded what? to it. You alluded to it. You said you used to do this one where you know, but wait. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Come on. I, 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 everybody has probably heard of, most people, I, I would assume, have uh, heard of a, a little product called the Ginsu Knife. And uh, the Ginsu Knife w- w- was mine, and uh, and I did the voice track for that. And, and we sold uh, five and a half million of those in 1995. You could do the math. I didn't make much money on that, unfortunately. And I did okay, but not much. But the owner of that cleaned up, man. He, he's still laughing all the way to the bank and back. You're the iconic voice for that. You know, so yeah, well, thank you. People, I mean, it's a gift. It, people it really from is. that era, my era, you know, I'm I'm a little bit older, but the Ginsu knife commercials, 
You know, they used to come on TV like every other commercial was the Gensu knife commercial, you know, and, and <laughs> do you remember your you know, opening? It, 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 do you remember your opening? I do remember the opening. The, the, the opening was in Japan, the hand can be used like a knife. And a, and, a, and a guy would come down and whack a board and cut it. He said, but that doesn't work on a tomato. And he came down and splat, you know? <laughs> right. So so the guy who wrote that, the guy who wrote that copy, his name was Arthur Schiff. And he lives down near Keith now. And uh, Arthur was a copywriter. And, and, and he said, I picture somebody watching Casablanca for the 15th time at two o'clock in the morning who's had like 10 beers. And he has to he has to get up and, and go to the go to the bathroom in the worst way. And he says, that commercial comes on. That guy's ready to go to the bathroom. And that opening line has to stop him from going to the bathroom and sit him down for the next two minutes to watch his spot. He says, that's the mindset he gets in when he writes the copy for any of those commercials. And we, we had a bunch. We had a bunch. You know, they aren't all home runs, but we had our share of them. Well, we did. That one's probably one of the most iconic, famous uh, commercials ever. You know, people are still <laughs> thank you today. <laughs> it was a, it was a lot of fun to to, to make it as well, and, and I did that. Uh, you know, we were all working in Providence today at the time, and uh, it was Arthur Schiff, the copywriter, and a guy named Ed Valenti who works Dial Media, Walsh Americana. I did that. That Ginsu ran in in three different countries. They were actually coaching me in Spanish, which I don't speak a lick of hardly, oh and God. and in German, and they wanted because they were convinced it was my voice that was driving people to the telephone to pick it up and order the damn knife. There was. And I said, whatever you guys want to think, that's fine. You know, <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do some more spots for you. So, uh, yeah, the Ginsu knife was, it was a huge success story. Nah, I, I'd been dying for him to tell that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, when I was growing up, that was like on the TV, every yep. channel, everywhere you go is the Ginsu knife commercial was everywhere. You couldn't help but not be aware of the Ginsu knife and that in Japan, you know, the hand could be used to chop wood or whatever, whatever that is. <laughs> and then they did the two with the foot, you know, and kept going through the uh, the watermelon and it was hilarious. Did you do the Ginsu two? Was that you on that one as well? I did. Yeah. Ginsu two, the Ginsu 2000. Yeah. We did a bunch. We did a bunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And do you know what we paid for most of that advertising? This this is what will blow you away. Advertising is incredibly expensive, yeah. right? We paid nothing for most of those spots. Nothing. The the oh. the way the way it started was Ed Valenti, the founder, and, and I were sitting sitting around having a couple of beers. Ed was a salesperson at Channel Twelve down in Providence, and I was working a a two man morning show at uh, JB One Hundred Five, which was the uh, the FM rocker owned by the newspaper down there. And, and we're saying, how do we get to the next level here? Cause you know, it says my general sales manager has to either retire or die for me to move up. And I said, well, I'd like to be program director, but you know, you know, he's not going anywhere. So I have to go to jump and go to a major market to, to make some money. So he says, he says, you know what, you know, what's a pain in the butt bill. He says, everybody blows their load at Christmas time. He says in January, he says, there's no commercials on. I said, well, yeah, that's true. I said, uh, you know, we used to call January the most musical month in radio because there were, there were no commercials. <laughs> right. So he said, I'm going to go. And at that time, you know, you had obligations uh, with the FCC. You had to run a certain amount of minutes of, uh, of uh, public service time or what have you. So in January, all you'd see is join Vista, you know, join the Peace Corps, join the Army, join all these public service type of stuff would be on. And, and uh, 
Ed says, I'm going to ask my boss if I can grab a, a couple of those two-minute breaks. And I, he says, I get an idea. He says, a buddy of mine developed this thing where and we did the commercial. It's why is this man painting his ceiling in a tuxedo? And it's because it wouldn't splatter on him, right? And it was a little thing called the miracle paint pad. Uh-huh. And nobody even knew what the hell a paint pad was in, in, in those years. And and, uh, and we did the miracle paint pad. We had 400 units. And Ed, Ed's boss allowed him to, yeah, I'll give you that spot for nothing. And Ed says, I'll give you a piece of the action if we sell these. We sold out to 400 units with two commercials in Providence on a Saturday afternoon. Nice. And I looked nice. at Ed and I said, you know what? I said, this problem isn't unique to Providence. This problem is coast to coast. And Ed jumped on it. He left Channel 12 and uh, started Dial Media and the rest is history. Wow. We, we wow. rolled it out nationwide. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, true story. <laughs> okay. yeah, sorry sorry for the long version. <laughs> no, that was great. I, that Very interesting. I know our, our lead heads are going to I'm going to love that story. Um, so we talked about the the Gerson and what's coming out with the, the shotguns you guys got coming out. Definitely want, when you get closer to that that um, tactical uh, Gerson, get on the show and let's talk about it. Okay. As soon as that's ready to come out, we will get with you and uh, get one to you. Besides the long guns, Gerson uh, makes handguns. We've done some pretty innovative stuff in their handgun area, and we've only begun. In 1911s, we modernized their 1911 offering to start. Then we brought out two months ago the uh, 1911 officer we called the ultimate. And what we did there is uh, meld the surface. All the edges have been rounded. We put a big beaver tail in for comfort. We put a very nice trigger in. We put a G10 grip. Mm -hmm. We cut a window on the grips and a window on the magazine so you could see the capacity dovetailed the front sight. We have a fully adjustable rear sight that's on an adapter plate. And then you can all, it also comes with the adapter plate to put optics. Okay. So you have an officer model with pretty much everything that you could possibly want. Nice. And these are available now? Yes. In blue, uh, blue or black color, we call blue black. Sure. Or, and with a G10 grip, or a uh, a dark earth color, mm-hmm. and they, I guess they call it flat dark earth today is the uh, what it's known as. Right. In both of them, uh, the grips are different color because the color of the gun is different, but still has a window and it's available in nine or forty five. Very cool. And you're looking at uh, what under eight hundred bucks for those? Less, less. Less than that. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. And it is. Uh, Three pound or less trigger pull. It's it's a very nice gun, a very very nice gun. Cone lock up in the barrel system. So using uh, your standard 1911 mags. Use the standard 1911 mags, but since you have the window and the grip, your mag also has a window cut into it too. Oh, okay, the mags that come with it. Nice. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Then we did uh, a match level, and then we did a match elite on a full size government. And by uh, SHOT Show time, will actually be before the end of the year, we will give the customer a 1911 that a custom gunsmith would charge a couple thousand dollars for. We will bring that into production and retail around seven, dollars $800, somewhere in there. Very nice. Everything that they would get from solid guide rod to uh, nice trigger to ambo safeties 
to extended ambo safety, extended surface on the safety, large beaver tail, um, nine millimeter, 10 round magazine, an out of the box gun that they can go compete at high levels for 1911. We have a shooter out there today already competing and he field tested the gun and made his input so that we built the gun for competition. Okay. I was checking the retail price on something. Another another point, and Keith hasn't brought this gun into the fold yet mm -hmm. and to, to discuss, but I will tell you, you know, a lot of people would say, the last thing I, our industry needs is another striker fire and polymer pistol. But I'm telling you, the Gerson MC-28 has got it over most of what's out there for, for a number of reasons. It's slick. It's got some cool serrations in, in the slide. It, uh, it comes with an optics and holds in excess of 15 rounds. And I'm telling you, you can you can have this striker fired polymer pistol with an optic, mind you, for less than $400 with an optic. Wow. wow. I mean, you, you you can pay, you know, two and a half to 300 bucks just for the optic. This would be a nice I'm telling you, it's probably the the best value for 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 a, for an entry level, uh, you know, polymer striker fired pistol that you could ever have. And it, it is built really, really well. It really is. It ships with optics. It ships with an adapter plate for iron sights. It ships with three inserts for the grip. And it's not optics. Some companies will just have a dovetail uh, adapter plate that goes into the rear sight. Mm -hmm. It is truly machined. So there's an adapter plate that makes when you want iron sights. And then there's an adapter plate for the optics. And the uh, an optics ship with it. And again, it's optics that uh, we tested and endurance tested until we were happy. We did not include the optics. And as far as uh, the magazines go, are they proprietary magazines or? They're basically a version of a CZ, but they are proprietary. They're a 17 round magazine. Okay. A CZ wouldn't fit in there? A CZ would fit in, but not lock in with the magazines. Okay. So you don't want to use those then, definitely. Um, what about holsters um, for these? We have a polymer holster that's cut out for optics, and I think it's this, the Smith M&P holster, I think, fits it too. I, I think that's correct. Okay. Uh, I'm sure all the specs are on your website. They can go yeah. and get those. Okay. Very cool. So that's the MC-28. Yep. And uh, that's you've a, got a couple a of different of versions. Value. Yeah, you got a couple of different versions of that. You got one with a threaded barrel. We have a standard version and one with a threaded barrel. TVBX and the TV. There they are. Yeah. So Gerson's got quite quite an offering, a lot more than than I was aware of. I thought they were just doing There's shotguns. There's still more. There's still more, and we're doing some pretty cool but, stuff on the last. But wait, uh, there's this, more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't get Bill to do that. Say that for us. I know. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> And there, and there we have a copy of a, uh, a Brenner 92, and we brought out uh, the original, what Gerson calls the Regard, and we brought that out as they had it. It is a, it is a very nice gun. Okay. And since we brought it out, we added a option with a threaded barrel and uh, G10 grips. We added the finger rest into the frame, and we will introduce at SHOT Show a more competition level of that same gun where we have larger controls, a nicer trigger, 
a decocker uh, on it, and that is frame on that is safety on the slide. Mm-hmm. Uh, the G10 grips have the window. The magazine has the window. That is an 18 round gun, and it's Bill. I think it's less than half of price of a competition of a competitive product. Gotcha. Have you the competitor's product? Now, yeah. is is that a proprietary mag there, or will you be able to? That's use... a Breda. That's a Breda mag. That's a standard Breda mag. Okay. That's... Again, if you you if you get up to the highest level, you have the window cut in the mag. So sure, I guess you would say that's proprietary, but it's really a Breda ninety two mag with a window. To make cut. the most of the the windowed grip, you want to get the window mags definitely. That's correct. Yeah. So I'm going to be at Buck Knives booth uh, for Shot Show. We'll have the little lead quarters set up there. Would love for you guys to come by and, um, you know, bring some of those by, and we'll do some some pictures and social media and stuff like that. Yeah, well, you'll see some pretty cool stuff. Cool. We're doing. So the the regard the MC twenty eight the nineteen elevens that they've got the match nineteen elevens. Yeah, and the nineteen elevens go from a standard nineteen eleven all the way to a highest level. Um, then you have the MC three one two the shotguns, and uh, that pretty well shotguns. covers Ger- Gerson. Okay, a, a nice offering from Gerson there. Yeah, good variety. Yeah, so, you, you know what I ask people to do sometimes. I know it sounds a little, just a smidge hokey, but it still works. I, I say, you know, if I were to to blindfold you and and give you a uh, give you a Kimber nineteen eleven, give you a Sig Sauer nineteen, which I know quite a bit about, mm-hmm. and give you a Gerson. And blindfolded, I want you to do two things. I want you to rack the slide and pull the trigger. And tell me which one feels best. You know who would probably win that continually? Gerson. And it's less than half the price of the other ones. I'm just saying that's just the way it is. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're proud of them, and uh, and rightfully so. That that, that gun is a, is a home run, and it will grab a lot of market share. There's no doubt about it. Um, you want to go to Tank Folio now, or which, sure. which direction? And where's Tank Folio at? Tank Folio is out of uh, Italy, and they're out of the Gardone Valley, same valley where most of your firearms manufacturers are at. Um, that area in Italy started in the firearms business because of the availability of iron that was in that area. That's mm-hmm. why Beretta and so forth were there, and it was because of the uh, iron availability for that area, which was used for firearms. Campolio's grandfather, I think it's his grandfather, started making side locks, and his father started side locks with his grandfather. They made small handguns uh, for years, and then the son got involved, and they uh, copied the CZ. And then today, in the world of competition, the top shooters in the world have almost all started their career utilizing Tampolio. Not all, but a lot of them made their reputation uh, with Tampolio. And today, many of the top shooters in the world use Tampolio or have used Tampolio. Um, they may get someone to pay them more, but in reality, Tampolio, to win and compete, is the gun that you want to use. He does 10 millimeter, 9 millimeter, 40 SW, 38 Super, and 40 and 45. He even has a 22 conversion kit. Does polymer, does steel. Um, he does all different disciplines of the weapons for competition. 
from stock production class to uh, open class to limited class. Uh, they call that standard. Pretty much covers every spectrum of the com competition handgun area. Has barricade mounts if you want to shoot barricade. Pretty much all the entire handgun area is covered by Tanfolio in one configuration or another. Okay. Is anything new uh, from from Tanfolio coming out? Tanfolio will have a new uh, extreme line. It's a variation of the past line, just uh, tweaked and upgraded. And then we will also bring out uh, the stock two with optics. We will add optics. Okay. Very good. And they've got a wide variety um, of offerings with theirs too, all kinds of different variations. Oh, yeah. On the witness. I mean, we could spend... We could spend two or three hours going over all the different configurations and the features and why they added certain features. But he focuses more today on uh, competition than anything else. Gotcha. And are they doing long guns? They do a bullpup in 22 long rifle and 22 mag. And he's one of the few that successfully made a semi-automatic 22 mag that works. Okay, and it's a bullpup configuration? Bullpup, the bullpup configuration. Very cool. And what he is does that? make for law enforcement and military around different parts of the world. He makes an AR uh, gun, and he also makes a, a sniper rifle that he uses. They've even gone as far as uh, made a... Uh, What's the gun that you see? Uh, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. That you see in the uh, helicopters, it's uh, full auto. Oh, the uh, the miniguns. Yes, he even makes a minigun. Oh, good, good grief! And now he's done you... that for he's done that for military as well. Too. Is it strictly military on those other long guns? Yeah, oh, it... I'd like to see the sniper rifle. Sniper rifle is quite interesting. Uh, I've done a lot of work on that. He made a full auto, uh, uh, like a sub gun that he got with very little muzzle rise on it. He does a lot of unique stuff. Very cool. Well, hopefully one day they'll offer their um, their other long rifles to the United States. And he is about ready to bring to full production a striker fire on a CZ platform, interchangeable with many of the parts on the current Tampolio, very nicely done. So let's move on to the next manufacturer. How about um, Yrock? Who makes our revolvers? The revolvers, yeah. Let's talk about revolvers. Probably, probably one of the best values in the marketplace today. Uh, the single action revolvers are a copy of uh, you know, your traditional single action. Mm -hmm. He has a transfer bar. He maintained the three position in the hammer. Um, transfer bar, heavy top strap, uh, makes it in 45 ACP, 44, and 357. Traditional single action. Nice gun. Mm -hmm. Two barrel lengths, uh, four and a half inch and seven and a half inch. Three finishes nickel. Uh, case colored in blue. We've sold it for years under the model numbers, the Bounty Hunter. We've sold it for almost 30 years. Yeah, I've heard of the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. It's a well-known We make revolver. it Rimfire as well, too. And then Rimfire, it is, I think, the only full-size Rimfire 
because it's built on the same frame as the uh, 45 or 357, and it's six or eight rounds, depending on what you choose. Okay. He then makes a double action, single action uh, Windicator. We've sold it for a long, long time. So this is a nice self-defense revolver right here, the, the Windicator by Y-Rock. By Y-Rock. Yeah, they've got several different versions here. They've got the snubby, uh, and you got the longer barrel, and then you got the you got the what I call the dirty hairy model, <laughs> the extra yeah, long two, barrel. Yeah, two inch, four inch, and six inch is what we have. And those come in uh, three fifty seven, thirty eight. We and, really, I would say ninety percent of the business is three fifty seven. Though I would think so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, those look uh, really nice. I like those. I like the look of those. Yep. A hell, of, a hell of a gun for the money. And what are we talking about on those? Like The MSRP is anywhere from three three forty five to the most expensive one is is four forty eight. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. For the so you'll see that these, gun. Yeah. So three forty. That's you know three forty five. Realistically, is going to sell for two ninety nine yep. in the store. So it's going to be. So, you know, that's that's what it is. And we sell thousands and thousands of them. And like Keith says, the truth is they don't break. These things run and run and run. They don't break. Yeah, they're tanks. They are. Not the prettiest yeah. gun, but... Uh, well, for a revolver, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's got that, you know, that rhinoceros look to it. That sturdy, hefty, solid look. I like it. Yep. Yep, it's good. It's a good gun. So that, that wraps up the line of... Of firearms that EAA is is carrying. Great insight on some things that are coming. What else can we look forward in the future from EAA? We're working on a, a magazine-fed shotgun that's very close to AR. How it breaks down, how it uh, is manufactured. Mm -hmm. We've tested it. We will probably bring that to marketplace, but we are not ready at this point. Gotcha. And it will be very price competitive. It's very well built. And it's a product that we're we're close to bringing out, but it's I, it's not in the current catalog for 2020. But it will probably be introduced in 2020. Gotcha. Now, uh, earlier you talked about that you guys used to to import AKs and kind of did some things with AKs. Any plans of getting back into the AK uh, business with the resurgence of the interest in AKs? At this point, no. I mean. When I imported from Russia, uh, Kalashnikov or Mikhail Timofeyev was alive. I knew him. No, I imported a lot of. We called it the Sega. Mm -hmm. That's what was imported as. And I uh, spent 15 years in Russia, working back and forth between the United States and Russia. Very good. So you got uh, quite a bit of knowledge about the AK-47 then. So we do this yeah. other this other little show. It's called the Talking Lead AK Corner. And that's our sole focus is the AK-47. So maybe I should have you on one of those episodes sometime and pick your brain on the AK. Sure. I I, uh, I brought in a lot of those. I brought yeah. in a lot of AKs. They were called Segas. And I yeah. brought it in. The, We're uh, very familiar with the Segas, yeah. The 223, the 7.62, the 12-gauge, the 410, and 20-gauge. We brought a lot of containers of them. So give everybody uh, your your website, your social media, where they can find you. And then if you've got some upcoming events, I know you're going to be at SHOT Show. You just mentioned that. And we're going to uh, invite you guys to the lead quarters. Where where can our lead heads find you guys? We'll be at SHOT 
will be at uh, the Great uh, What's it? Great American Outdoor. Mm-hmm. Minnesota. We'll thing. Be at NRA. Uh, someone is at SEMA right now, and we do most of the uh, distributor shows. We're we're out there quite a lot. LE shows. We do some LE shows. So we're some of the dealer shows, the, the the big buy groups. We you know we're, in, yeah, we're involved sure. there. Sure. Give your uh, website one more time, and then your social media where they can find you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Is www.eaacorp.com or www.theabdo.com. Facebook is EAA Core. And on Instagram, you can find them at EAA Core. It's just E-A-A-C-O-R-P on Instagram. And then uh, it looks like you guys are also on Twitter. You're on YouTube and Pinterest. I'm not yep. even on Pinterest. Look at you guys go. Very nice. Uh, uh, Christina, Christina does a good job on all of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Leadheads, go uh, go find them on those social media platforms. Let them know that you're, you're Leadhead. You heard them here on the Talking Lead podcast. Big thanks to all our sponsors, Keltec Weapons. Check them out, keltecweapons.com. Modern Spartan Systems. Don't just clean your firearms. Optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems line of uh, oils and degreasers. And they even make a product for your vehicle called... TVT engine oil additive, and I've been using it in the lead sled now for several years, as you guys have heard me talk about, and uh, it works great. I put it in all my uh, engine-driven products. I put it in my lawnmowers. I put it in my generators. Put it in everything. Works great. First Tactical. Uh, You guys get a little special talking lead discount code for First Tactical. Go to firsttactical.com and use the code FLEOA, F-L-E-O-A, and you're going to get 25% off, and then they're going to donate an additional 10% to FLEOA, the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. So make sure you go with uh, the uh, holiday season coming up. Go ahead and start buying your gifts. they got a, a nice selection of apparel. They've got knives. they got flashlights and some really nice boots that I've been trying out here for the last uh, two or three weeks, keeping my feet toasty. Uh, back to Modern Spartan Systems, use the code TLCP15. You get 15% off any of the products at Modern Spartan Systems, and you get uh, they're going to donate an additional 15% to Camp Patriot, uh, which we had those guys on several episodes ago, a great uh, veterans nonprofit organization. ASP USA, use the code LED20, and you're going to get 20% off any of their light products, anything flashlights or flashlight accessories, you get 20% off by using that code. And then our buddies over at Medicine in Bad Places, they're getting ready to head over to Africa to uh, help with some uh, uh, medical efforts over there. Some of our military men and women are over there, and they're going to go over and and donate their training time and their products. Uh, But you can use the code... Talking Lead at Medicine in Bad Places. You get 20% off any of their products. And then for their training courses, their medical training courses, uh, use the code TALKINGLEAD15 and you get 15% off any of their training courses. So big thanks to all those sponsors, uh, X-Steel Targets, Glock, and then of course, uh, like I said, Caltech Weapons. We're going to have those guys on soon. And we're going to be giving away that CP33, uh, their new one of their newer 22 
uh, competition pistols. We'll be giving that away soon, give you details on how to get that. And then our X-Steel Target Gong giveaway. Here's what you got to do. So you, I've got a video on uh, on our YouTube channel that I did with uh, X-Steel Targets. And I was shooting a Texas Star, one of their AR-500 uh, targets there. There were some other targets that we were shooting in that video as well. So I want you to tell me the targets that we were shooting, X-Steel Targets that we were shooting, who was shooting, and what firearms we were using. And you do that by going to that video and then making the post on that video. And I'll give you I'll give you a hint. It was about three years ago when I did this video. So that'll help you narrow it down to find it. And then the winner is going to get a set of X-Steel Targets AR-500 Steel Gongs. That's going to be the giveaway for that. So that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. As always, Leadheads, make sure that you follow us on social media. You're being Thank engaging. You. You're liking our posts. You're sharing our posts. You're supporting those that support the, the Talking Lead Podcast. That's how you become eligible to win all these awesome prizes that we're giving away. And that's how we get more to give away and these awesome discount codes. So until then, as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms, especially your gobbler, closer. And your firearms closer and make it a tampolio. And store it in the abdo. In Japan, the hand can be used like a knife. But this method doesn't work with a tomato. That's why we use the Ginsu. It's a knife that no kitchen should be without. The Ginsu can cut a slice of bread so thin you can almost see through it. It cuts meat better than an electric knife and goes through frozen food as though it were melted butter. The Ginsu is so sharp it can cut through a tin can and still slice a tomato like this. It can chop wood and still remain razor sharp. What's more, it's a knife that will last forever. How much would you pay for a knife like this? Before you answer, listen. It even comes with a matching fork to make carving a pleasure. Wait, there's much, much more. We also want you to have this six-in-one kitchen tool. It peels and slivers carrots, peels potatoes, and slices paper-thin potato chips. This amazing little knife even grates carrots, grates cheese, and makes beautiful decorative vegetables. How much would you pay for all these items? Well, we'll even give you this set of six precision steak knives. The handles even match the Ginsu. And to make the offer completely irresistible, you'll get this unique spiral slicer. Down and down, around and around, and you'll have a beautiful garnish for your dinner table. Now how much would you pay? You get the Ginsu knife, the matching carving fork, the versatile six-in-one kitchen tool, a set of six steak knives, and the spiral slicer. You get them all, guaranteed in writing for 50 years, for only $9.95. It's the most incredible knife offer ever. Here's how to order. $9.95.